Hallelujah. I'm going to get started now uh, with this next lesson. And uh, this is called uh, Faith Toward God. We are on the second foundational principle. But before we get started, before we get into this Ark of the Covenant, the Word of God, we're going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this word, Father. Your word is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh, Father. The entrance of thy word gives light and gives understanding unto the simple, Father God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. And I thank you now, Lord God, as you breathe on your word, Father God, and make it alive to us, Father God. I thank you that you quicken us, Father, according to your word, for your word is truth, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for all those that will hear your words, Father God, by the Spirit. I thank you that this word goes deep into their hearts, Father God, for it is a foundational principle, Father. It's called faith toward God, Father God, and we understand, Father God, that it's important that we understand how to operate and move in faith. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. <clears throat> First of all, I wanted to read something that I've written on the board over here. And, you know, it's very crucial that we understand that these principles are foundational. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, and then going through 6, 1 through 3. And we know again that they didn't write a chapter and verse. And, um, but it says, hang on, let me get to it. For when for the time you are to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them who are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of the laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. So there's six subjects here that the Word of God uh, very plainly states out and the scripture calls these the foundational principles the scripture says that these are milk for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness so in other words you know the Bible talks about in first Peter or in Peter that we are to desire the sincere milk of the word and the reason is is because we're constantly growing in the things of God and in the kingdom of God the scripture says that we move from faith to faith uh, from glory to glory, hallelujah. We're moving in, in, in 30, 60, and 100 fold, the good, acceptable, perfect, the perfect. We want to grow up and be mature in the things of God so that we can be master swordsmen. But not just so that you can have and be a, so you can be a vessel, not, not only so that you can be a vessel for yourself, that's not the goal at all, but God is going to turn around and give you to the people, amen. And you're going to be a vessel that brings life to the people that living water that flows, amen, from within. So I wanted to uh, read something that I've written up here. It says, and this is Luke 21, 17 through 18. And he beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? 
The stone which the builders rejected the same is become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. We must understand that the first stone was Jesus Christ. He was the one that was laid out there. And the scripture says that the builders rejected him. And even so is it today, you know, we've, we've got this huge machine built up, this religious system, these organizations, these denominations. And when the kingdom of God is preached to these type of people, these type of brothers and sisters, their eyes get opened up because they haven't heard and been preached the kingdom of God. And so even today, they're still rejecting that same stone. They're still rejecting the way of the Lord. The scripture says that the children of Israel knew his acts, but Moses knew his ways. And, the, and a lot of the issues that we come into is that because we have babes, you know, we got, I saw this couple of a video and these two little girls and, you know, they're little sisters and, but obviously they're, they're, they're young in the Lord, amen, they're, they're what the scripture calls napios, you know, they're nowhere ready to, to, to move in the things of God and bring the kingdom of God to the people of God and to the world. So anyway, you know, all this, this religious stuff that we get into and we reject the way of the Lord, we, want, we don't want to go into the hour of preparation. We don't want to submit ourselves. We don't want to humble ourselves and get taught the word of God. We want to learn, if you will, on our own so that we can get the credit. Look what the Lord showed me, you know. And, and that's not the way of the Lord at all. Man. We, we've got to sit under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the fathers, which Galatians says. All right, so that verse that Jesus quoted in Luke 21 comes from Psalm 118, 20 through 22 through 24. The stone which the builders refused or rejected has become the headstone of the corner. The very foundation and everything God sought to build in the earth today started with Jesus Christ. And he was the core foundation. He was the corner. That This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. And that scripture, that last piece of that scripture, it's not talking about today. Like, you know, what's today? June, June the 17th. That's not what we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about the day... That, the, that, that God set the stone, amen, Jesus Christ. The scripture talks about don't remove the ancient landmarks. You know, in other words, there's a process, there's a pattern, there's a, there's a way that I've set up in the earth. And it's, and it's line upon line, precept upon precept. You know, people want to learn the word of God. They want to get taught knowledge about the things of God. But they don't want to go about it the way of God. And the way of God, as I'm going to read right here in Isaiah 28, verse 9, Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. What does that tell you? It's not going to be a baby. Amen? And it's not going to be a teenager. And it's going to be a fully matured son or daughter. Somebody that's coming through, that's been through some things that have been that has been dealt with and corrected by the Lord, that's been emptied from vessel to vessel, and that's not seeking His own glory, Hallelujah, but seeking to only please the Father. For precept must be upon precept, 
precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. The other tongue is the kingdom of God. This is how he's going to speak to his people. Amen. And, and we're going to do it the way of God. Hallelujah. I'm a little bit, you know, amplified right now because I see it everywhere I go. You know, I remember working in this organization that, you know, was a religious organization. And I remember sharing some, you know, just being who I am, just dropping that seed out there, you know, the sower sold the word. And again, back then, I still didn't have clear perspective on some of the work that God wanted me to be involved in. But point being is that, you know, I do as I always do. I just share and preach and teach the kingdom of God, the word of God. And so I remember an individual that happens to have had a fellowship, you know, he was starting out a fellowship. And, and uh, anyway, I remember talking to him one time, just like I said, doing what I do. And he said, are you a pastor? And obviously, he's not coming out of the revelation of the kingdom of God. He's coming out from the system, amen, for what they produce, ministers, you know, that minister their gift. But it's obvious that, the, that they haven't went through preparation of the kingdom of God because if they did, they would have waited for the appointed time of the Father, not stepped out and launched out on their own. And anyway, I just said, no, man, I'm a son of God, you know. And I remember another same thing, another individual. Are you a pastor? And I was, one of the things that God has given me is the ability to be able to see the graces and the gifts and the callings and selections on people's lives, the brothers and sisters. And I didn't ask for that. I just, I see it, you know. And sometimes I'll share it with them. Sometimes I don't. I just keep it to the point of time of the Father. But, you know, I was telling this individual, you have the charisma of ruleth, you know. Sharing with them about charisma is what it is. And same thing, he asked me, are you a pastor? Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, we have to go through our hour of preparation, amen. God definitely does want us to work in the kingdom of God. There's plenty to do. The harvest, Jesus said, truly is plenty, but the labors are few. We don't want to come under the way of God. We, want to, we don't want to get taught. We want to, don't want to go through the classes. don't want to get discipled and disciplined and corrected because that is part of the kingdom of God. The scripture says reproofs and corrections are a way of life. You have to expect that. And thank God we have brothers and sisters that are bold in the kingdom of God to come forth and bishop our souls when we need it. That is, get our souls back under, back under our spirits. Amen. Where did he give the authority? He gave it to Adam and Eve before or after they fell. It was before. Amen. They had it in the spirit, glory to God. And they were to exercise authority. Over everything that was out of order, amen. If it was out of order, hey, bring it under order, amen. So, I guess one more little story. The other day, yesterday, I was mowing the yard, and the neighbor boy was out there. He was dribbling his basketball, and uh, he said, uh, "Hello, brother." He said, um, "I said." Uh, I was, I was mowing the yard and I told him, you know, he put him in the garden to dress it and to keep it. He's talking about Adam. And he, he didn't hear me, so I had to repeat it again. And he goes, oh. And then I said, and you're the garden of God. You, you have to watch over your own soul, amen, by your spirit. 
But anyway, it was a revelation to him, obviously. He's just a young boy, but he also made the statement so that I can speak for the Lord. I said, well, when you grow up, you know, when you get some maturity in the Lord, then, then yeah, he'll make you his mouthpiece. Once he shined you up and cleaned you up and buffed you out and scrubbed you down and watered you up and washed you up, cleaned you up, then you can be a mouthpiece for the Lord. But not beforehand. You just need to go through the process. Amen. Amen. So I was sharing about about this brother right here, you know, the, the stone that the builders rejected. You know, the thing is, even today, you know, like I was saying, is we have a system, systems that are built out there, denominations, organizations, everybody trying to organize religion, you know. And and that was, if you think about it, it was what the Gentiles, I mean, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, that's what they were always trying to do. Let's get everybody organized so we can figure out how to market against them. Push our products to them, you know, sell our doves, you know, sell our, our products, you know, sponsor this guy and let him go stand there behind the table and sell all this stuff for us so that we can make money. And it's the same thing today. You know, you go out there and they got all their books and there's a display. I was sharing this with my son last night in Matthew 13. Jesus, verse 51, he says, Jesus said unto them, Have you understood all these things? And they say unto him, Yea, Lord. And there's a whole, there's about five different areas he went into before this of understanding and all of it about the kingdom of God. Then he said unto them, Therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. And I, you know, people come visit me and I'll start showing them things that, you know, God has blessed me with. And, you know, it's just instinctive. But the same thing is that, you know, in the world we've got scribes. And the word scribe means secretary. It's the word Greek word, grammateus, grammar. And these are guys that are, and women and brothers and sisters that are taking notes. And they're always, they're trying to figure out how to get this, you know, how can we get it out? How can we publish this? How can we? And again, it says that, which is instructed under the kingdom of heaven. So that tells you that there's other types that are not instructed under the kingdom of heaven. They're doing it for their own glory. They're trying to write the books so they can make the money so they can get the notif I mean, notoriety. Yeah, it's everywhere. And I remember in this organization that I was a part of working that, um, you know, that was the big thing. Everybody had a book, you know. And I remember that's when I started working on these two manuals, you know, and, and, and I still even then didn't have the format and, you know, how I was going to do all this. And little by little, you know, God has started adding it. It's not, you know, he, uh, m most of the time, he's not showing you the full picture. You have to move in faith, right? So anyway, uh, the stone, you know, Jesus was the primary stone, the first stone. This is the Lord's doing, as it says in Psalm 118, and it is marvelous in our eyes. So he was the first stone, and they rejected him back then. And even so, the systems, and every time you preach the kingdom of God to somebody that's part of an organized system, their eyes just open up, and they're like, well, are you affiliated with any organization? <laughs> they want to know right away, where are you from, man? And it's just like Jesus, you know, he, he just sat under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. And that's the way, that's the pattern, you know. So if you're in the hour of preparation, you know God has a work for you and a calling in your life then you need to be sitting down and listening and getting taught and trained. And you and you went over that the other day. You remember when that brother was talking about those brothers and sisters in Mexico down there that, that they wanted to serve and they wanted to be a part of the, 
you know, ministering and sharing and teaching and, and getting involved in people's lives. But he said, you need to sit down. You need to go mop the floors. You need to get involved and, and, and don't worry about all that. You just wait. You just listen and take heed and, and let it get into your spirit before you're even that ready to be at that place. Hey, you know, brother, as I look back on them, it's a shame. They were sincere in their conversion. Right. But they were being used. Yeah. The ones above them that right. were taking them, right. they were using them. Right. Because they were collecting all, all kinds of funds mm. for them. And mm. they saw very little of it. Wow. And that's just the way it is, you know, that's yeah. the motive behind it, that's the money, you know, that again, Green. Green. again, you know, Jesus, this is Luke chapter 12, uh, and I remember sharing this with a couple of guys one day when I was doing some Uber driving, Wow, that's painful. Yeah, I bet that was pretty, uh, I bet that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, these guys, they were talking about the kingdom of God, I heard them, you know, I was over there eating because I was, I was Luke, taking a break. Luke, Luke what, sir? 12 one. And uh, I heard him, and uh, I, I said, Lord, can I, can I go introduce myself and say hi to him? You know, just want to go talk to some brothers. And I went over there, and um, this one older gentleman, you know, talked to the younger guy, and he had his little son with him. And he was, you know, I went over, as, you know, I felt, as I, I went and washed up, and I came back, and I could just feel, you know, my heart just started beating fast, you know, and I, that's an indication to me, you know, you need to step out here. So I went and, and I said hi to him and and I shared this scripture with him, you know. And and I you know I was teaching this to him and then basically he stopped me and he says basically he stopped me so he could throw his credentials out there. In other words, again, that's what the soul does. He's gonna cover himself when he's getting exposed. Every time. When you see your brothers and sisters hiding, you say, that's an indication that there's something going on there that needs to be investigated. And that's where we have to go bishop, which means Lord over the soul. Episcopos, go in there and investigate. You know, scopus is where that word scope comes from. See what's going on with the soul. See where the problem is, you know. And let's get it discovered, uncovered, and recovered. In other words, it has to be discovered so they can be uncovered. Both sides have to see it. That individual has to see it and then recover. God wants to bring it back and restore them. But that's the part of the ministry of the bishop, you know. And again, all this stuff, we made titles out of all this. And God, that wasn't what God at all in, had, had intended at all. It was always to keep us in line with him. The ministry of reconciliation. The peace of God on our lives. Because everywhere we go, we carry God with us. But anyway, back to the story is that I was sitting there and I was talking to him. So he threw out his credentials. He said, well, I'm an apostle this. And, and I'm an apostle bishop, whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, and he, he was real emphatic, you know, he, he bolted up, you know, just, you know. And the other guy, he was just sucking it in, man. He was the one that put the draw on me, you see. And he was, he was drawing for me. And, and I shared with him, I says, in the meantime, and I was about to get ready to go into Jehovah Shabbat, which is the Lord of hosts. There's a reason why he wants to unify and get everybody unified on the same accord, because he's got a plan to go forth into the land, you know, to... To rid all the demonic and, and get the people delivered and, and bring them in to teach them the ways of God, the kingdom of God, etc., etc. But anyway, I read this to him. I said, in the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is idolatry. And there's a lot of things here. First of all, the word first of all, when we see that, it means there's an order 
This is what I need you to understand right now. So that means, I want, you know, it's just like when we tell our kids, I want you to do this first and then this. And nine times out of ten, they don't even remember the second thing you told them. Because little boys, and mainly little boys, you know, they're like that. They're only going to hear that first thing and that's what they're going to go on. But anyway... And these guys were disciples, so they were they were they lived with them and they were you know they traveled with them wherever he went. And and then the word, and this is what I said to those guys, you know, Jesus already had his, his church of ten thousand. This word innumerable multitude is the Greek word morias, which means ten thousand. Can you imagine? Ten thousand people, man. Not to mention five thousand or three thousand, ten thousand. Good Lord. And I said, he wasn't sitting there trying to bring them up and corral them and figure out how to organize them and, and make a system out of this thing. That's what I told those guys. And when I started going into all that, that's when he, that's when he put the brakes, you see, because I was uncovering him and, and what they're doing. And so anyway, and then, of course, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. So the leaven is, you know, this is what you're thinking on. This is your mind is swollen up with this and you move. And he didn't want them to move in the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is a hypocrisy. Because if they would have done it the way that the Pharisees and these guys do it, knowing that in the day of Pentecost, 8,000, right? If, if they wouldn't have been disciplined and if he hadn't have taught them the way, they would have taken their whole situation and totally messed it up. Yeah. You see? Because... Because the world, you know, they bring them in and they, 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 and they start putting them through their little system and stuff. But the primary goal is so that we can keep this thing funded, this machine, you know. And, and he wasn't all about that. He told them, and he also told them there in verse 2, there's nothing hid covered that, is, that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. So I'm just stating that to say that in this story that, you know, quickly the soul tried to cover it all up. And, you know, but, but like I said, I believe that young man heard it, you know, and uh, anyway. And, you know, so that word, I'm thinking of that word you use, funding. Yeah. I mean, funds, obviously, yes. funds are needed. We know that. But they're not the end goal. No. They're just a means towards the end goal, which is winning the kingdom. I mean, mm. winning the kingdom. Winning the world. Establishing the covenant. And the the body. Right. Oh yeah, there's the problem, get, get one to Jacob there. The problem, well, they make funding. I'm only printing five at a time now because yeah. they always do a twenty. They make funding their end goal. Yeah, that's the end. Yeah, that's that's where it's all. And check this out, okay? Jethro told Moses, Moses was judging the people all day. How many millions of Jews hearing their causes? And, and speaking the mind of Christ to them, you know, the judgment of God on whatever the matters were, right? And Jethro told them, the thing that you're doing is not good. Surely you're going to wear away. You see, in the system of the religious system, you got the one man. There is no other governments involved. So he doesn't have any checks and balances. Everything's got to funnel through that way. And before long, what's going to happen? He caves. Right. But in the kingdom of God, he had... Moses had uh, Aaron and her, right? And what happens when they held his arms up? They defeated the Amalekites, you see? But when the hands went down, the two sides, the three, in other words, when two of the three weren't functioning, the Amalekites came back. It's a principle. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, Elohim, the plurality of the Godhead, 
Jesus had Peter, James, and John, right? Now, there's a, there's a story where in the laws of distribution that Jesus, they had 5,000, and he told them, you give them to eat, right? Mm -hmm. And they told them, you want us to go buy 200 penny worth of bread to feed all these guys? And Jesus said, how many loaves? How much do you have? Five loaves and two fishes, right? And then he turned around and blessed them and gave thanks. And Jesus distributed to the disciples. And before that, he told them, sit them down in fifties and tens. Group them up. Separate them out. And that's the principle, you know, of, of the way of God is how we get the bread to the body. You break them down, smaller groups. What is the head distributing? Give it to the body in, in their areas, you know, because many are likely to want to fellowship in their homes versus always coming over here, da, da, da. Throughout the week, I mean, you know, we still have many. But anyway, the point is, is that after they distributed, he told them, gather up the fragments. And how many did they gather? Twelve baskets. Twelve one for each one of the disciples. Mm -hmm. In other words, they were the ones doing the labor and the work. And it, it is, a laborer is worthy of his hire. Yes. God will bless us, amen, because this is not, I mean, He's our Father, amen, and He knows that we're working, etc., for the kingdom of God, da, da, da. But anyway, the point being is that even in the New Testament, you know, there was the way of God and how Jesus was trying to show them how you do it. So, whoo, what time is it? Oh, yeah, we have plenty of time. All right, so this is, uh, this is a, I think this is the second or third one that now that we've done on faith towards God. And, of course, the foundational scriptures in Hebrews 5.12, it says, Wherefore, for, for when for the time, let me read it out. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. And, and right there, you know, God is saying, you know, we have to desire, as it says in Peter, the sincere milk of the word. We have to always get being taught. We're not, we're never going to be at that place where we're arrived, right? But we do come into maturity in Christ where we, we're not operating for ourselves, right? And, uh, and even then, we should always have someone that we can go to that can help us, you know, when we're going through whatever we'll go through as brothers and sisters. And, and there's, again, there's constantly someone in our lives that, that we trust. And then he says, for when, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. So right there, you know, if you look at our organized systems, what organized system is, is primarily focused on getting people born again? The church. The Baptist. Mm -hmm. Right? That's their whole goal, man. They don't want to go into the... They don't want to talk about laying on the hands. They don't want to talk about getting people baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. They don't want to talk about prophecy. It's, it's going away, all this stuff. You know, they use all these scriptures. Well, I, 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 I grew up right. Southern Baptist, and I was trained nothing but Baptist schools, and I can testify <laughs> that was the main source of food. Yeah, and look what he says. So Everyone... You're saved. They start you right away. Go witness. Yeah. Go witness. Go witness. Bring them in. <laughs> and what do you say there? Everyone that uses milk, they were using the elementary principle, you must be born again. Right? Two scriptures, John 3, 16, Romans 10, 9 and 10. You got all the ammunition you need to bring somebody in. 
But we know that, that now that, that your spirit is not the same as your soul. Spirit is easy. Soul, man, he's the guy that takes a lot of training and working with. Even as a father, his sons and daughters that he's got to work with from the time they get up to the time they go to bed. And that's when he gets a break. <laughs> and you have to train them, teach them, correct them, you know, all day long, man. And as they grow older, older, obviously, they get more mature and they get more responsible. You don't have to tend to them as much. But they still make messes. The problems become more complicated. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a little bit more involved. It's not just, she won't let me play with the toy or whatever. Or you won't give me part of the snack. But the point is, is that, um, you know, babes, you know, we, 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 like I said, it's easy to work with the babe. But when we start growing up, you know, it gets a little more complicated. But then he says, but strong meat belongs to them who are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And then verse chapter 6, verse 1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith toward God, there on the board there, doctrine of baptism, laying on of hand, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. And this will we do, God permit. So we know that God wants us to go on into maturity. You know, a lot of the body of Christ is focused on they want to go up. They want to go to heaven. But there's still a work that needs to be done on the earth. And God is telling us we need to grow up. Amen. Not necessarily be focused on going up. Because I want to be the best that I can be for my brothers and sisters, for my wife, for my children. You know, in all aspects. You know, because they're the ones that are going to take it to the next generation, you know. Um... So anyway, uh, I put down there on the bottom, we're talking about faith here. There's two kinds of faith. There's the God kind and the mental ascent. You know, there's a scripture. Where did he reference that at? I looked this up earlier. Uh, where he's talking about when you pray. Remember that one, brother? When you pray, you believe Matthew, that you receive. Yeah, Matthew. Uh, Sir on the Mount, he teaches that prayer. Uh, well, the point is, is that he told them. Um, uh, he told them. He says, "How does it reference?" I was going to write this one down. Well, he told them, "Have faith in God." And then, when you look at the Greek, it says, "Have the God kind of faith." You see. And so there's two types of faith. There's the God kind, and then there's mental ascent. The mental ascent is where we let the principles of the world, the power of the positives, talking. If I change my confession, right, of what I'm speaking, I'm going to have positive output. And that's how we try to apply the Word of God, and it's not that way at all. And, and Jesus says, um, talking about the mustard seed, uh, in Luke 17, 6, is this, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, all right? Now, we know the mustard seed is a tiny little seed. He didn't say, uh, no, so let, let's flip it around here. So, so the question is, is that uh, the devil will come to us and he'll say, you don't have enough faith, right? When we're believing and we're trusting, we're moving towards God, we're asking for whatever. And then the enemy will try to trick us and say, well, you don't have enough. But Jesus said, all you need is a faith of the grain of a mustard seed. In other words, it wasn't about how much. It was what kind of faith. Mm -hmm. And that's the God kind. And, and the thing is, is that when you're, when you're looking at, you know, Jesus said, out of the abundance of heart, the mouth is going to speak. Whatever's in your heart, it's going to come out. That is the law. 
that there's you, you can't change that. Now you can try to change it with positive confession, but eventually what's what's coming out of the source, in other words, your heart, you know, it'll it'll come out. That's what I'm trying to say. So and I wrote a statement up there to change one's belief, position, and course of action. You don't change your confession, you change your source. This will change your confession, and there are only two sources, God or the devil. So, so the source is what the problem is. We, we, we allow ourselves to let the world and its principles get into our heart. When Jesus said, all you need is as much as a grain of a mustard seed. This kind, in other words, and you'll see to this mountain, you'll say to it, be thou removed, or, or this tree be rooted out and dried up. You know, the sycamore tree, as he said. And so, and, and this is the problem is, is that we, we, we talk about, well, I have faith that God is going to, whatever. Well, faith in what? See, the principle is faith toward God, the Word of God. So one thing that I started doing, and, 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 and I, I, when I read something now, I'm saying to myself, Father, I believe that. I believe, you see. And what we get into a problem is, is that we're, we're in a situation now where we need God to move, but we don't have the Word to put out there because we don't know what we believe because we don't spend time with the Word and the Lord. To get that influence of God into our hearts, that word. So, uh, so how much faith do you need? I wrote on the bottom is a grain of a mustard seed. So, you just need a little bit of faith, glory to God, the God kind of faith. And and the and question is, did Jesus, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, did it take as much faith to do that as it did to walk on the water? No, it was the same kind. You see. And that's where we get stuck is that we think we need a lot of faith. It's just, I just need to know that when I pray and I ask God, He's going to do it. If I don't ask and unbelieve. So Hebrews 11, 1, it says, what faith is. And the scripture says that, I'm sorry. Hope. Yeah, well, the Bible talks about hope is anchor of the soul. The soul is the one that starts freaking out. Well, we got to do something. Well, you know, he starts panicking. And hope is what, whoa, settle down. God already said, he's my provider, he's my healer, he's my banner, he's my peace, etc., etc. So Hebrews 11.1. 1. And what we have to understand here is that faith is, is what you believe and what you say. The word confession, well, we'll get into that in a minute. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, and I like this, this translation, uh, it's the W-U-E-S-T, it says, Now faith is the title deed of things hoped for, the conviction of things which are not seen. And he goes on to explain to us, you know, how can you hope for something you don't, how can you hope for something you already see? You see? And the world, and the way we do it in the world is we want to experience, we need to touch it, we need to feel it, we need to experience the health, we need to experience whatever. But the Word of God already calls us healed. And that's what we got to understand is the enemy doesn't want us confessing or speaking the same as the Word because that's where the power is. The Scripture says in the Amplified, no Word of God is void of power, man. Every Word of God is power-packed, man. That's incredible to me. doesn't matter what you're reading. As soon as you open the Ark of the Covenant, the Word of God, and you start getting into it, praise God, man. The Spirit of God starts lighting on your spirit, boy, and you feel the presence of God, man. Every word of God. 
So, so substance, it says, it means a placing under, a substructure or a foundation, that which is firm. So if faith is a substance of being firm and strong, it's the title deed, that's all you need to know. And you will experience God. You will experience the promises. But again, with the God kind of faith, not with just because just I believe, I have faith. Well, what kind of faith? You got the God kind or the, or the mental ascent? And that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty substantial. And so, so the substance, so the, the word uh, substance comes from two words, 52, 59, hupo, which means under, to place beneath, and then istami, which means to stand. And so anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a placing under, it's, it's, it's a title deed, as that other verse says, I mean, that other translation. Now, how faith comes? Romans 10. Yeah. You keep hearing that word, man. See, and, and there again, you, you see part of the body of Christ too, that you, they, they hear a word. And they're like, oh, I learned about faith five years ago. <laughs> faith is every day, man. The just shall live by faith. Every day, man, you have to trust and believe God in his word. And, and it's not about, you know, when, when I get up, and I'm guilty of this too, I'll just take off and I'll say, Father, bless me today. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I'm, get, I'm trying to get to the place where I say, Father, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? You know, and because I know everywhere I go and, and, and the Lord is directing, he's got something planned. You know, he's got to work. He's got something going on. It's not just the four walls, you know, that we teach and preach and pray for one another and prophesy. You know, it's, it's out there, you know. So Romans 10, 17, it says that, um, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And the word, word, is the word rhema. It's a constant, see, the word of God is being preached, it's logos. But when it speaks to your spirit man, the spirit man puts life, I mean, the Holy Ghost puts breath on it. Now it's a rhema. He's quickening to you specifically, because he needs you to go investigate that. He needs you to, you know, back up and take a look at what is he saying here. And that's the way it works, is that constantly the word is it's being taught and preached. You know, what is God trying to say to you in that word? So the word, so, so you have to believe in the word, the promises. And like I said, I, I go around, now I'm, I'm getting to where I want to say, I believe that, Father. I believe now, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Yeah. I believe that, Father. And then, and then it says, you know, you know, you have to believe in in it, the word, before you believe for it. I don't want to be at that place where it's too late, and 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 now I've got to trust and believe God. That's not to say that He can't get me out of those tight situations, but I want to stay ahead and and constantly trust God with what the, what I have need of in life. So, faith to believe in. So, if you look at Romans ten ten, for with the heart. Man believeth, believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And I've shared this before. The word confession is the word homologia, which means to speak the same as. It means to covenant, to acknowledge. So faith cometh by hearing, and you speak the same as is what you're hearing, and you keep letting that word and that spirit come out of your spirit. Amen. And you put faith to it. As it says in the scriptures, they didn't mix it with faith. Everybody that's, that's getting this word is hearing the same word that everybody else is hearing. The difference is you have to mix it with faith. 
And that's the whole, that's, that's the key. It's the foundation, one of the foundational principles. Now, so, so faith, uh, believe unto righteousness, the heart, and confess, and the mouth, and with the mouth, confession is made. So the scripture is telling us that the word is in our mouth. Amen. The confession, speaking the same as, and then you're believing unto righteousness. So you're believing in before you believe for. So you want to experience the promise of God in healing. You know, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, with his stripes I am healed. You have to believe in it, and then you confess it. You bring it out and put word on it. I mean, put breath on it, as it says in the scriptures. Uh, My word shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper the thing whereto I send it. The, the, the ones that are bringing breath to the word of God in the earth is us. And we're the one that's proclaiming that word of God, and it will not return void. Empty, in other words. So let's take a look at, well, these are just some, some statements. My covenant will I not break, that's Psalms 89, 34, nor alter the thing that has gone forth out of my lips. Amen. He's a faithful God, and he's going to keep his word. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandment unto a thousand generations. Never is he going to back up and from what his word tells us. And this is going to be eternal. Even in heaven when you're with him. Can't go against his word. Yeah, he'll never will. Yeah. He, 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 and man, that's, that's, if that's not the pattern, I don't know what else is. And look at verse 10. It says, he repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his face. And, and that simply is, you know, you reap what you sow. If, you're, if you want, you know, if you want to reap hardship, and, and, and then, then turn from the Lord, you know. You know, that's on you, man. Yeah. And, uh, and it says in Proverbs too, you know, that as a man thinketh, so is he. You know, if you're not, if you, so a man's confession is a result of his believing. A man's believing is a result of his thinking. And a man's thinking is a result of his knowledge. So if it says, as a man thinketh, okay, that means that's a result of your knowledge. So if the knowledge is the devil, and that, then that's what you're confessing. That is what you're living. Whatever's coming out of your mouth. So, you know, thank God I want to be from the source of God. Amen. Amen. And uh, so Jeremiah 1.12, I want to look at that one too. And this is Jeremiah, you know, moreover the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see the rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. That means he's going to be quick about getting this word and performing that word in our behalf. And, and of course, the rod represents authority. You remember what happened to the, to the 12 heads of the tribes, and he told them, everyone bring your rod. Right, Numbers chapter 16, 17, when Korah and his company decided to tell Moses, you take too much upon you, man. Well, God speaks to us too. See, the enemy always, that is the principle of the enemy, is I will be like the Most High. Even in church splits, what, what, is, what is happening? He's starting, somebody's starting to corral the people, start dropping little seeds here and there. 
And, and before you know it, you've got about a third of the group saying, you know, man, this, what, what's going on? This guy doesn't hear from God at all, you know, and then they start all this trash. And it's not about that. It's that who did God put first? You know, where is the order at? You see? And so bring your, uh, everyone, let everyone bring their staff, their rod. And the scripture says that Aaron's rod blossomed, bloomed, blossomed, budded, and brought forth almonds. And when the almond tree, when it, you know, that's a similitude of when God has to move uh, in spirit, in your spirit. And, 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 and so, so let me put it like this. So my, my boys are out of line. And, and I've given them the instruction, and y'all need to settle down. And they still won't have to listen. Well, then I, got, I may come at them again second time and still not be blossomed. You see, Aaron's rock swollen, in other words. And then, but if the, if the third time comes around, all of a sudden, now I've got to put my foot down. Now I've got to bring correction. Now the rod has to manifest. You see. And so, and he told them, put it in the Ark of the Covenant for a witness against the rebels. You see. The bowl of manna, the Ten Commandments, and Aaron's rod were in that tabernacle. So anyway, God is going to perform his word. So, uh... Jesus, you know, Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Amen. And I read that, I quoted that scripture earlier, not return void. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing whereto I send it. And that's Isaiah 55, 11. And Psalm 119, 89, Thy word, O God, is forever settled in heaven. And they, there again, you know, that reminds me of the origin, you know. The difference with Christianity and what we preach, glory to God, is that God came to us. He came down to man. And every other religion that's out there and what they're trying to establish, even those that are involved in dead works, they're trying to come from down to up. This is why Nimrod and that whole solution, that whole situation had to be stopped. Because you're doing it the wrong way. You see? They're coming from the bottom up and they tried to build these buildings. So even in the world you see that the skyscrapers, you know, you see these people that are they have their offices up in the highest, highest height. And to them, that's the sign that's an accomplishment. But not in the world, pray. Not in the kingdom of God, I mean. Amen. That's not how we operate. Hallelujah. So, so you have to have faith to believe in. And then you have to have faith to believe for. Again, Romans 10, 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you have to believe for the promise. You have to believe for the results. And I wrote this up there and I read it earlier. It says, to change one's belief position and course of action, you don't change your confession, you change the source. This will change your confession. And there's only two sources, God or the devil. And I wrote this thing down, knowledge, thinking, belief, confession. So if you follow it on backwards, and you can locate anybody by their confession. You're going to know exactly where they're at and where they're at in God by what's coming out of their mouth. You know? And again, the word homologia, I went over that a little bit, but it means to speak the same as the word. And I, and I put all these references down here to where that scripture's at, where that, that scripture's used. And, and I wanted to look at this one in Titus 1.16. Okay. 
Okay, so verse 15, let me read the preceding. Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled, man. That whole source is jacked up. And then verse 16, they profess or confess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. That tells you right there, these guys are moving in mental ascent, man. They won't even acknowledge the work of God. They don't want to get involved in the teachings. They don't want to sit under discipleship to get trained because their hearts are in unbelief. They believe they've, they've already arrived. They believe, I don't need to hear that again. I already know that teaching. Right there, man. They profess that they know God, but in works or the works of God, they deny being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work they are reprobate. <laughs> that's, that's tough, man. And, there, and see, here's the thing, and the word reprobate is rejected or worthless. They profess is, that, is the word homologia. So they're speaking the same as what they're believing. And what they're believing is a result of their thinking. And thinking is real knowledge. That's not the way of God. They're coming from the enemy. So uh, section 3 down there on the bottom says, Being fully persuaded is the link between the promise and the performance. And this is Romans 4, 20 and 21. Praise God, I mean, this is about Abraham. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And that's the whole thing is that, you know, God, if we'll, we'll take him at his word. I mean, look at Abraham, man. He didn't have nothing to go on. He didn't have no substance of any kind except to believe God. What else can I do? There's a, you know, the angels of God are coming to me, man. He's showing me his, his, his work. You know how the angels came to him and they were getting ready to go to Sodom and Gomorrah. And he saw him coming. And he stopped and he fixed him up some food and stuff. And, uh, and then God said, shall I hide the thing that I do from Abraham? Knowing that he's faithful in all his household. He teaches his children. He does my work. Whew. Abraham was a friend of God, the scripture says. In other words, God revealed His plan to him. That's pretty awesome. And but the thing is, is that you know, you know, again, Abraham, knowing the principles of God already at that at that stage, if one righteous man is is in Sodom and Gomorrah, will you spare the city? And, and he said yes. So we see the principle there that if, that the, yes, there is judgment coming to the world and to the body of Christ, but. As it says, say ye to the righteous. If you're walking in the will of God, the way of God, and you're doing the work of God and, and the way of God, then, then God is not speaking to you. As, as, as for Goshen, remember that? There was light in Goshen. Because they were the children of God. They were under the hand of God. The same thing for us. So Romans, uh, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith is impossible to please him. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, the word Jehovah, it comes from the self-existent one. He is, in other words. 
He is what we need. He is salvation. He is deliverance. He is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He is power. He is healing. He is deliverance. He is provision. You know, He is our shepherd. He is our strength. He is our song. All these things that He is. And then again, back to Romans 10 out of 10. But believe with the heart and confess with the mouth. Get the word in our hearts, amen, and continue to get it in, in our hearts. You know, we've we got to come to that place where, you know, we know the good, the acceptable, and the perfect. And, you know, I want to walk as, as, in as much maturity as I know I can, you know, because I want, I want to be that vessel of God in the earth, the Son of God that's only representing the Father, you know, and... Man, and, and it's like, and it's interesting, you know, I wrote that to you in that text, you know, is that where are the fathers, you know, that's, mm -hmm. you know, those that have sit down and trained the sons and daughters, man, that's far and few, you know, of, of brothers and sisters that don't want to do that because, and when I say sisters, the scripture talks about nursing fathers and nursing mothers, you know, you take them at all stages of their lives and you give them the resources that they need to be successful in the kingdom of God. So. That's our number one task, I think. Yeah. Training up of our children. Right. The next generation, the, the, by the same token, spiritually and naturally, mm -hmm. you see. And you know that scripture, Malachi 4, 5, 6, you remember when we had our little men's meeting, you talked about, that. you know, that's a good scripture. And it, it talks about, uh, behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with the curse. So in the natural, we see the results of the fathers not being in their place. And when their hearts are not turned to the children, all kinds of issues and problems for those that family. No matter how strong the wife is, the woman is, you cannot do it without both sides. An absent father really takes a toll on the home. You know, there was a Fox 4 lady that you know, has her own show and stuff. I don't want to say her name. But she said... Uh, it was when that Roseanne Barr thing got started up, you know, with what she wrote, whatever. She made a statement. She says, we know that we need fathers. And that's incredible to me that, that even the world knows what the problem is. The problem is they don't know how to fix it because you can't do it outside of the Word of God. You see? And they try to come up with all their philosophies and views and opinions and stuff that don't mean a hill of beans. Man, wasting all that precious air time and space you know and trying to get yes, information to the people so they can swing them their way it's just ridiculous man father i thank you for your word father god i do want to acknowledge you as our father amen amen our father who art in heaven lord of god you are in that holy place father god and you exist to be calm father god what we need in the earth father and i thank you lord god for the understanding of faith and confession father god we must change our source, Father God, so that our confession will line up with your word and automatically it's just going to flow out of our hearts. Amen. And that's what we desire, Father God, for our brothers and sisters here, Lord God, and, and in the fellowship, Father God. Father God, we offer up this time to you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, as you told Moses, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't carry us up. Amen. For where shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in your sight, O Father? Is it not that your presence is with us, amen? And that's what we desire, Father, for you to be with us, knowing, Father God, that we're moving forward in your desires and your plans. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Mm. Gracias, Dios. Mm. Praise God.